0: Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension beef educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the August issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Choosing a Method for Pregnancy Diagnosis. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Rick Funston, who's a Nebraska Extension beef cattle reproductive physiologist. Thanks for joining me today, Rick. You bet. Well, as we record this podcast, we're sitting here in mid-August, and this is the time of year when we see spring calving herds start to think about utilizing the tool of pregnancy diagnosis. Share with us a little more about some of the techniques and methods that are available to detect pregnancy in cattle, and what are some things producers might want to think through as they consider which option may be best for them?
1: Yeah, I guess one of the oldest methods is just rectal palpation, Experienced palpator can detect a pregnancy probably in that 30 plus day range. One of the risks with any of these methods that we're going to discuss is actually handling the cattle. I generally don't recommend any form of pregnancy diagnosis before, I don't know, 45, 50 days because just handling the animals, you run the risk of some embryonic loss. So we have pregnancy detection by palpation, and then uh, maybe a little bit related, at least method would be with ultrasound is becoming a lot more popular. You can do it very quickly, stage the pregnancy probably more accurately than with just palpation. And it tends to be less... I guess, invasive, if you will. Some people fear there's some loss because of the sound wave transmission or whatever, but studies have been done where they compared rectal palpation versus ultrasound and with experienced and less experienced technicians. And actually the lower losses were with the ultrasound. Some of the costs can be very comparable to just palpation, a lot of the veterinarians who are, do most of the pregnancy diagnosis will price the uh, method based on a number of animals. So identifying these animals, you know, sooner than later can save feed costs, also could potentially put you into a, a more competitive market by preg checking early if you're going to sell them. Or else make decisions on, you know, what's what's the opportunity to potentially add value, depending on your size of operation. And there's some of the larger cattle operations with the younger open cows, they'll roll them into a fall calving herd, so they can be uh, taken off, dry lotted, or whatever to relieve some of the grazing pressure, because. We've certainly been experiencing some poor precipitation for quite a while. So I think a lot of people are concerned about how long the grass is going to last. There is a blood test. Bioprin is is the name of the test. Detect uh, probably 20, 30 days. But again, you run the risk just running those animals through and pulling blood and having some additional embryonic loss. And, you know, that's not an immediate test. So you'll have to go back in and sort those animals that are not, not pregnant according to the test. Yeah, and just observation. I mean, it's not accurate to just see if animals are riding each other or using Estrotech patches. I would much prefer to have some diagnosis with palpation or with the ultrasound or your or your blood test. So those are the three main options. We also can look at, you know, I mentioned the markets as we get later and later into fall, when more and more cattle are being preg checked, it tends to push the market down, if you will. I know we don't have to go very far north of us, and there are a lot a lot of cull cows or cows being called to market because of the extreme drought they're pretty big area so i think our market has been held up fairly strong feeder market is uh, better than was predicted and cull cows are still bringing some decent money as well
0: dr funston as we think about these tools and i'm thinking about palpation here is there any value in coming back and rechecking some cows or maybe if we, a uh, cow is palpated open to go ahead and run a blood test on that cow and just verify that maybe a pregnancy wasn't missed or what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, good point. Um, I guess timing, you know, what? how long has it been since the bulls have been pulled? You know, if we're really trying to do it, Say 30 days after bull removal, there we could lose or miss some um, that got bred just right when we pulled the bulls. But I should, should risk should be fairly low. But if we sort those animals off and we're not going to sell them right away, might well be worth what you're saying to preg check them again or send in a blood sample to to verify. But you know, experienced technician, experienced veterinarians, I guess, I think are pretty accurate, but again, it's going to be tied to, you know, when are you wanting to do it in relation to the last opportunity for that animal to have become pregnant.
0: You mentioned the blood test, I think for producers who may be just wanting to have a few cows pregnancy tested, this is an opportunity for them to do that without having the veterinarian come out to the place. What's the turnaround time from submitting a sample till you get results?
1: Oh, I thought I had it in this article. You know, you probably need to look at the website, but I think, I think even some of our one in particular, I'm thinking uh, veterinarians actually perform the, the test in, in their clinic. So could be fairly rapid, I would say within a week for sure. But I'm, and I don't see it in, oh, here it says, yeah, results back to you in a 24 hour turnaround time. So if we, it, it's all, it's it's a rapid test. It just, you know, and I don't know in our, what our speed of commerce is today. This, uh, that, that comment was made prior to a lot of things going on in the world today that have slowed down our trade, you know, commerce. So it could be a little longer, but I would say safely within a week.
0: Anything else on this you think would be valuable for producers to think through as they think about utilizing pregnancy diagnosis and what, what value it really has to them from a decision-making and management perspective? You know, if you only
1: have a few opens, You know, they maybe go to the sale. If the market's decent, if you have more than a few, there might be some other alternatives for them. We could finish, you know, feed those cattle on a higher concentrate diet to go to increase their condition, sell them directly. We do have one of the few cow plants left in the United States in Gibbon in some cases there's a, you know, it's more competitive nature to go through the sale barn. Cause you've got buyers that are buying cull cows from, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, I believe there's a plant still in Idaho and given. So sometimes that competition can generate greater value. You know, like I said, Some people run a fall herd. That's becoming more and more popular. You can use your bulls twice. These young females probably will breed. Will breed. uh, They may have just had an issue with being a young animal that came up open because you know maybe the nutrient quality and/or quantity wasn't there. I've been asked, and we've we've done oh gosh, a couple thousand heifers already. And in other reports I've heard, you know, people are worried about what their pregnancy rates are going to be because of this drought. But, you know, the cows are, at least mine and others I've seen are in good condition. Um, If we don't run out of grass, I always use the analogy of You know, the ranchers have been at it a long time said you don't wean the heaviest weaning weights on a wet year. And I think that relates to you know what's going on in these cows as well. The the grass is still got good nutrition in it. The problem is we're running out. So just pretty normal preg rates so thus far. I'm sure we're gonna see that variation. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. There was a pocket up in, uh, oh, central to north central Nebraska that was extremely wet, Uh, higher precip than normal. And uh, that's where I saw the problems with a lot of open cows. We call it washy grass. You know, they're just physically not able to eat enough to meet their nutrient requirements. Other cases of higher open rates than we'd like, You know, heifers is just on a call with a vet from Missouri, and they were wanting to dry lot their heifers. And, you know, that's a viable option. I guess my point is always don't overdo it. So I always want that animal to be set up to gain at least as much or more than it did previously. So one of the worst things you can do is have a female gaining real high rate of gain and then she goes to grass and won't continue it. And, you know, the older data would indicate we have probably high fertilization rate, but we have more pregnancy loss because of metabolically what that animal is um, observing, I guess, and you don't see it. And some of these later calving herds, one thing that's very deceiving is body condition. And, uh, one thing that would be very deceiving is those cows are, appear to be in really good condition, but gosh, you're breeding them in late August into September and nutrient quality just isn't there. So be cautious, especially in the high-risk females. When we started a May herd from the Goodmanson Ranch, we really saw a big knock in those young animals breeding. So we might need to supplement during the breeding season.
0: Well, thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Funston. Yep. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find more information on this topic.